from the heart of Cleetor Moore. This is On The Moor by Cygnus Radio. Good morning, Cleetor Moore. And here we are with <laughs> episode 12 of your weekly programme. And in the studio today are Ross. Hello, Nick. Hello, Ross. Hi, Nick. Hi, Chelsea. And what are you both been up to this week? Anything good? Not, not an awful lot, really. Drama. All, Drama we all work. seem to be getting back to normal. Yep. If you can call it that, yeah. <laughs> we've uh, we've got lots of interesting stuff on the programme today. In the yeah. news. Yeah, we've got some uh, interesting uh, talks coming up. And the first one is going to be about the protest uh, that's going on across the world at the moment. My opinion on this is quite straightforward. Yes, the peace officer killed him. He has to be arrested. He has to be charged with whatever law in America um, is applicable to what he did. Uh, The protests from that were reasonable uh, when they started, but now they've got out of hand and they've been hijacked by various anarchist groups. I've got no better way of putting that, uh, who want to see uh, mayhem for the sake of mayhem um, destroying the, the... the social order or the government of the day simply because they don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, All the black people are saying they're oppressed and uh, put down. Well, there are quite a lot of white people who also feel oppressed and put down. And the fact that it's spread to around the world and to this country, it seems to be that it was more organised than most people give credit for. I mean, the things that are happening in this country, and let's concentrate on that for a minute, were reprehensible you don't have a mob rule pulling down statues that is just not what it is whether the fact that colston was a slave trader or not he he redeemed himself to a certain extent by all the good works he did in bristol probably because he felt guilty about what he'd done but uh britain was the first country to outlaw slavery we did an active role in stopping it in other countries and if they want to play uh that they are the ones who were oppressed and we were the only oppressors. Well, Africans themselves used to enslave their own people and sell them to the Arabs. And they still do have slaves because once the international trade stopped after we managed to stop it, they turned into domestic slavery and using internal um, people to be slaves. So uh, slavery is as old as civilization. The mm-hmm. Romans enslaved people in this country, and I could probably, if I could go back far enough and find out, probably some of my ancestors were slaves. So let's all rush off to Italy and destroy all their statues. I mean, how far do you want to go with this? It, it's it's becoming ridiculous, and it's also mob rule. The police should have stopped what happened in Bristol. The police should have stopped what happened in London and and desecrating Churchill um, statue on VE Day, particularly because he was the one person, if you like, in Europe and in in this country who stood up against Nazis and said we would fight them whatever happened. The point is, if we hadn't had him here, we could now be under Nazi rule. Mm -hmm. And that's quite obvious. Most people believed that then and, and they were quite right. We would have been. It was only by a miracle they never invaded this country. So... Desecrating that shows a lack of history, a lack of appreciation of the way our country has developed historically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's down to a lack of education in schools. They only educate certain p- bits of history and not uh, the total history. When I went to school, we learned history right from basically when we were cavemen up to 
almost present day. And, and yes, these things happened, but you have to take them in context. In those days, slave trade, everybody did it. It was quite normal. Um, and it's only in recent years, and even now, with traffickers of people across the channel and these refugees, uh, refugees, immigrants, they are still uh, being uh, enslaved, if you like, because they, once they get here, they take their passports, they take their money, and they put them in, and they have to do as they're told. So uh, the whole thing still goes on. And yes, they want equality. We've got lots of equality laws in this country, and the police in this country are much better than the police in America. They're better trained, they are more responsive to, and are taught to be more responsive to the civilians and people, polite to them and friendly with them, because they're here to protect the people and property. They're not like the Americans who enforce the law regardless and quite ruthlessly because American police tend to be trained not as well and in a semi-military way, whereas mm -hmm. in this country they're t trained because they police with consent, they are trained to um, be more responsive to the public and therefore more friendly and more helpful. And the riots are just not acceptable. The police should have stopped. This bending of the knee by the police is, is, is absolutely disgraceful. Police officers are meant to be neutral. Once you put the uniform on, you are supposed to leave everything of your personal opinions aside. You are meant to be neutral in every case. The, those now down, especially one of the police officers in Kent who was fairly high-ranking, they should be A, reprimanded and B, at that level, fired because that shows uh, police are not being uh, neutral, they are being partisan and that is no good for trust in the police service because in the end people will distrust them and, and they'll destroy any trust that they have or little trust they've got left in our police force. Yeah. Chelsea? Yeah, no, I... Totally agree with the the history. I think that we can't destroy history. We should be learning from it. So I, I was really disappointed to see that. I mean, I've already said I found most of this really distressing and upsetting to watch. There's yeah. been so many times during lockdown that I've thought about coming off social media. And I do wonder if maybe things are worse because we are in lockdown. You know, everything just seems so much worse at the minute. Well, I think that's it's part of it. And as you said, social media, if that if that killing hadn't been recorded, mm -hmm. we probably we wouldn't, wouldn't know be about it. Where we are now. Having just no, jumped in there quick, having said that, you're right, because in the paper I read this morning there was a report from America of another person who had exactly the same who died under similar circumstances, but mm -hmm. because it wasn't recorded by somebody, it just faded into nothingness and nobody heard anymore. Not saying it was right, not saying it was, no, no. you know, I'm just saying that, that, that because it wasn't recorded by somebody, um, it was forgotten about. It was just something that happened locally. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm concerned that something that happens locally, and that is local to America, that is something that's happened in a town in America. The point mm -hmm. is it's not for us in this country that then start jumping up and down and trying to... Um, do something that, that really, it sounds wrong, but it isn't anything to do with us in that sense. It's an American matter. It's an internal matter. Yeah. It's something they have to sort out. But it's no good trying to then take that uh, as they have and saying, right, you've got the same thing here. And, and, and the black people here are not as badly off. The Lord Lieutenant last year of Cumbria was a black woman. Mm -hmm. and, and I've got nothing wrong with that. Very nice person. I've met her. She's great. But it's no good saying that we, the whites, are only privileged because she's privileged 
and there are plenty of people in Cumbria who are totally poor and, and we're supposed yeah, to be one yeah. of the most deprived areas in England. So this thing it stretches across the boundaries. It's, yeah. it, and this, these riots are just a good excuse for uh, anarchy and mob violence and, and it's unacceptable and it's time it oh. has to be brought under control. Come Protest back to you. is fair. Come back to you, Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, just to go back to so the fact it was on social media, that is the only way that we know about it. But mm-hmm. that could also be seen as, so that's the good side of social media because it is given us awareness. I, I think just personally for me, my hormones can't take much more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with regards to the protests and the riots, I wonder if it is the minority spoiling it for the majority. I mean, I was really, really proud to read about the Carlisle protest on Saturday. It went exactly as it should have done. Social distancing was adhered to. But I do stand by. I can't. I appreciate people have waited a long, long time for this. But we can't ignore that we have a worldwide pandemic. You know, 300 plus people a day are still dying here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't get away from that. You know, I'm not out there protesting either. So, do, do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know the right and the wrong side of it. If, if in Carlisle they are social distancing, then, you know, maybe we don't need to be concerned. But certainly things I've seen on the news in Manchester and London in particular, they, they, are, not, they are not social distancing. No. They're not legally protesting on any level. But... I don't even think they are. I don't even think that's about George Floyd anymore. There's nothing Floyd wrong, anymore. Uh, Nick, because uh, you've, you've got some strong opinions. Mm. Um, there's nothing wrong with protesting. Protesting no, over the, the decades, Perfectly centuries, yep. has has brought in a lot of reform. Perfectly legal. And the but point this is, is not... No, this goes beyond it. Knocking a statue down and trampling on it yep. is not... And trying to force people into uh, being guilty because you're white or being guilty or because you're not actually out there jumping up and down with a placard and making a a hooligan of yourself uh, is somehow wrong. You know, just saying you're not racist isn't enough is is not. That is... That is a tyranny of a sort because it's forcing on people something they don't want. Mm -hmm. And this this protest is fast going to fast lose support because people will say we don't want anything to do with this we're fed up with this yes people like me feel strongly it shouldn't be allowed there should be equality if we need more equality we need to look into it but the point is you do it in a proper way me speaking a program like this is also part of that protest not because i'm in total support of it because i say it was wrong i do support the fact that it was wrong but i kneel to nobody and i have no need to kneel down i've done nothing wrong i've done my best mm-hmm. and i've worked with all sorts of people so the fact is it's no good saying it's ingrained it's not ingrained it's something we feel we want to feel there are some people who don't like foreign people for their own reasons but that doesn't mean that most of us most of us in this country are very tolerant yes i think what happens is you get driven by fear this sort of thing now starts making people fearful and that creates a divide it drives a wedge which is probably what they want um and if you find your country's being overrun by people from another country who then insist on having the living the way they want to live as they were in their own country instead of accepting your country's rules, you then say, well, hold on a minute. We've welcomed you in here. You want to live here. We're happy to help you. 
but you have to live by our rules and you have to live by the way we do things. If you don't like it, then, then you but don't. But do we like not us. have... You know, you can't go to Saudi Arabia and say, by the way, I want to have drinks in oh, the street. Oh, no, but do, do we not have... Is everyone not treated equally? Is race, Racism is illegal. Yes. Um, hate crimes are illegal. Yeah. There is no... Uh, you can't. There is no. Do. To me, there is no differentiation. We're all people. Yes. We all live on the same planet. That's right. This is our home. All lives matter. You cannot change people's mentality. But where well I don't this. understand where it comes from. Like I don't understand how people younger than me can still be racist. You know, I, I think it's how you you brought up. Yeah. And maybe maybe I'm naive because I've brought up and I've always lived in Cumbria, but. I did go to a multicultural school. I have school friends from all over the world. And I would never refer to them as my black friend. And I would hope they would never refer to me as their <laughs> white friend. No, no it's, it's just did. not a figure of speech. So I don't understand how people younger than me can can be racist. I don't know. Where, where's, what have I missed? Has it, I, I can't relate to it at all. It, this is it horrifies the, me. The but I have to say that the older generation... You know, yeah, I have witnessed and I have heard them say things, but I don't genuinely think that they always mean malice. I think that, you know, um, figure of speech and phrases have changed mm-hmm. over the decades. Yeah. Um, I don't actually have a lot of older relatives left, but <laughs> the ones that have passed away, I, I do remember them saying things about my school friends. Mm. Um, not mean any harm, but because of how they were brought up, they used the wrong... Yeah words to talk about them and I was just like you know what are you talking about because I'd never heard it before same as now I would never dream of referring to them as my black friends I can't relate to that sorry is this this term that, uh, that, that's now casual racism um that. where people they're made as passing comments so maybe not maliciously but it could cause no, it could upset it, someone. Well, this think... is where you become a snowflake nation. Yeah. When I was young, yeah, you sometimes made, as you said, a, a passing comment, usually yeah. probably in fun or whatever. There was even a programme on television like that called Neighbours. But, and I don't mean the soap opera, it was oh, right. Love Thy Neighbour it was called. Mm-hmm. But the point is that it was part of the banter it wasn't wrong. It was what it was in that time. You can't keep taking it out of context and saying, because they said it then and what we say now, they were wrong. They weren't wrong. What they did then was, was and as a matter of fact, it probably made it more acceptable because the banter between them diffused the situation and they were, yeah. uh, and it made them sort of rub along together. But the point is because we've made it all terrible and, oh, everybody may be offended, and it's very odd, it's always the white people that are saying, we are probably offending the Muslims when we have Christmas, and the Muslims saying, we don't care whether you have Christmas or not, it won't offend us. So what I'm saying is <clears throat> those days, what was said in those days, the way we talked and the way we acted was in that time, just mm-hmm. as it was further down the line. And you can't really judge it from a modern day point of view. You've just got to say, well, they said those things, that's, that, that's oh, no, how yeah, history yeah. was. Those were the terms that's what, what back then. Back then. And, 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 well, I, and I'm before sure. then, there would have been different terms. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, but I'm sure it was illegal. No, it to, wasn't. To say black. No, like, I'm sure, like, I'm sure that was an argument that my family did once have, but they weren't such. That's what I'm saying. I think that the phrases have changed over the years. But for me personally, I don't even use them because I don't see the relevance. No. I, I would, I, 
I, so I it's would not agree a concern of mine because I don't use We're any of these words. The I'm only using them now because they're all over the news and it's mm-hmm. making me really uncomfortable. Yeah, because they're Because trying, I do yeah. feel... But I do, you... Some of the, the things you've seen are so upsetting and they are genuinely heartbreaking. But why would and you be uncomfortable? Because I, I don't want to... I don't want to talk like that. I don't. I, I don't want to be saying people are black or white because we don't. Have to. They, yeah, they don't. They would just be my friends, or they wouldn't be. Well, it's um, you don't have. They to. would be the same with me. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. like, but what, all my friends are the same. But why do you think you have to? But I. I mean, my my. Because reason, I'm saying we are talking about current topics, yes, and sir. I've never probably said the words black and white so much in my life. Well, point is. Because that is the subject. I mean, you have to use the words if that's the subject you're talking about. But it shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable. The point is, the reason you feel uncomfortable is because these people, and if it is a minority, they have deliberately stirred up the, 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 uh, the bitterness and trying to drive a wedge between white and black because that's what they want. They, they want a class war or they want a, a race war if they can because they don't really, they're not really interested in, in, in the black and white argument. All they're worried about is overthrowing the government, overthrowing mm-hmm. the, the accepted order. And, and if you like, we, we want to rule rather than we But rule. again, do you not think that's the minority rather than the majority? Because yes, I, agree. I don't think that that's where my friends will be coming from with this. No, it, it did. It's a minority. I mean, the person who sparked off pulling down that statue was actually a white man. So why was he? And he's fairly old. He's 71. So w- why would he want to be doing that unless all he wanted to do was ferment uh, trouble? Because, you know, there are ways, if you want a statue removed, there are ways of doing it. We, mm-hmm. we sit and debate like we are now, and you're talking about what you think, and I'm saying it, and so is Ross, and I'm sure across the world. Jeremy Vine this morning, I mean, the amount of um, uh, argument and that was, that was coming out of it when he asked the question about the statue. And, and, and basically, you've got to be able to debate these things. And if it means you're saying something he wouldn't normally say, well, that's part of the debate. Yeah. If yeah. you stifle debate... And drive it underground, that's when these troubles start. You've, you've got to have it out in the open and people talk about it. And okay, it may take some time, but these things never move fast. You can't do it by revolution. All that happens with revolution is that you, you end up with, with mayhem and, and loss of life and, and, and the sort of things that happen in London. And we're supposed to be a civilised, mature country that think that that work these things through everybody admires us for that but they, they won't admire us now and i mean if they're trying to attract tourists well the last thing people are going to want to do is i'm not going to a country where, where they're allowed to tear down statues and yeah you do use mob rule and how far do you want to take it you know i will have to uh it, it we'll have to wrap it wrap it up soon right okay after you over to you chelsea chelsea yeah no i will i i've kind of said said my points in that i, I think Probably a huge part of it is probably because of where I live and I was brought up. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that I've experienced half of what these things are and, and I've spoken to my friends about it and they, they agree. But again, we are in Cumbria. It's a total different ball game here on every level, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I quite agree. I mean, you're right. Uh, up here in country, you are, so, if you like, sort of um, isolated from it in a way, not really isolated, but you haven't got the numbers of... of, of um, uh, black people up here that you would have down south but 
I used to live, I've missed most of my life down south and I've worked in London for a long, long time. And the point is, I never saw any problems down there. I went to school down there like you, multicultural. There was a few blacks there and I used to get on well with them. There's some Indians and I got on well with them. And I worked in London and they had all sorts there of those sort of people and never had any really real problems with them, Um, you know, because as far as I was concerned, they were co-workers, end of story, as long as they were able to do the job. That's, that's what matters. Fine by me. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. It was merit. It was if if they were useless at their job, fine. Yes, you're right, Chelsea. But at the same time, I never encountered the problem down south. It was never something I am um, I ever sort of banned or worried about. It, it, you know, I meant and mixed with quite quite a lot of them, and I never saw any real problem. I think the problem has been created to create a divide. Right. Shall we uh, move on to our next topic? <laughs> Well, um, that's coming on now to all that uh, protest and that is also now schools because obviously idle hands, the devil likes to have idle hands and if people aren't schooling or going to school. But uh, Chelsea, I think you've got something on this. Yeah, so we've tried to um, make contact with a few local head teachers and we've got some information back. So the government had said that year six, year one and reception and nursery pupils could go back to primary schools. Um, A school that we've spoken to, uh, they've spoken with the local authority and they've kind of made the decision that they can't take all those children safely at the minute. So they've they've, they've made a questionnaire, sent it out to their parents and they're asking for for parents, I don't want to use the word bid, but almost you've got to answer the questions honestly and they'll decide whether your child gets a place or not. Mm -hmm. Now we are only looking at like the next, what is the six, seven weeks before the summer holiday. But from from my position personally, I'm back at work, my husband's back at work, but because neither of us class as key workers, we don't qualify for childcare, so we can't, neither of us can work full time, we're having to juggle it. So, you know, it's manageable, I appreciate there'll be people in worse situations than me, but will, will does that mean I'll get a place? I don't know yet, because a lot of the questions seem to be about the parents' mental health and the child's mental health. Right. Which, yeah, if you've never... Already. <laughs> I was going to say, if you've never really been asked questions like that, I didn't really know well, how to answer it. Are you it. mental? Because <laughs> it, it gave you five options. So it was like, um, very good, good, satisfactory almost. And, and I thought, well, I don't know. <laughs> so I didn't, I, I didn't know. I think I just said good. Because what, what, I don't know. <laughs> what, was, what was the option for? I mean, what were you judging, good, bad or indifferent? Your, um, your mental health, um, your could sleep, that? how you were feeling, the child's mental health. And, I, I, you know, I mean, I don't... I assume my kids are happy, but I don't. Mm. I don't want to put words into their mouths yeah. and say, "Is that not quite your a, mental health?" You should have said your mental health is that of Einstein, yeah. one hundred and sixty. No, it, it, it was just tick box. I couldn't. Uh, is that not quite a? I think that's an and, and uh, that's an imposition actually because that's that's private information. Well, I was going to say for people that GDPR. aren't feeling great. That's dreadful. It's well, that could just make them feel worse, worse. because it sort of it, yeah. it makes them it lets them acknowledge that they're in the right. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what they asked, and this is potentially how they're going to decide the places. So, because I was honest and said good. Oh well, you won't get. Um, I don't think I'll get a place. <laughs> no. So I, I kind of like. <laughs> 
But I didn't want to lie and say, I can't remember what the last answer I'm was. I'm incredibly but... depressed. Please let me send well, my children back I was to school. Say, with a thing like that, it's <laughs> obvious, isn't it? That they're all going to latch on to, oh, well, hang on. If I say I'm pretty bad, I'm yeah. more likely to get a pay. So everybody's going to lie. I, I mean, if a school thinks Apart that's going to be worth what? Well, well, yeah, but I mean, if a school sent that out, then obviously the guys who are running it definitely need educating themselves because they must know that human nature is going to work to mm. work well, it I out that they know how to say the answers. Yeah, but in, in their defence, because they are a fantastic school that's done this, but I wondered if actually, because they've done a previous questionnaire a few weeks ago, in that I don't know actually how many parents want to send the children back. So I wonder if we're kind of not talking about much much difference because mm. what they're going to do with these bubbles mm-hmm. is so there'll be a bubble of children in each classroom and two <laughs> members of staff and those that bubble and those staff won't have any contact with other staff or other bubbles yeah mm. and there's six to eight children per bubble mm-hmm. um they'll play outside together with no other bubble they'll eat the lunch together with no other bubble mm-hmm They'll have their own entrance to school. Yeah. And um, so I'm assuming are they going to do a bubble for every year? Because even though the government have only said those school years, another school that I spoke to are going to phase their children in, I think starting from next week. So it'll be year six in, then mm-hmm. year five and six, then year four, five and six. So in actual fact, reception will only get one week in school before the summer holidays. And that's regardless of what the parents' situation are. So I think if we look at it like from the practical, the working point of view, the parents that have, you know, the government have said, right, if you can't work from home, you need to go back to work. You know, that's absolutely fine. But it's almost like, well, some of us still can't, like, because we don't have the childcare option. So it doesn't, it isn't fair. I mean, I know not any of this has been fair, but it's almost... If, you know, we're, we're both self-employed, for example, so we're having to now go back part-time, but we're mm-hmm. more than happy to go back full-time. We just can't yet. Mm-hmm. So depending on whether I get this place or not, I could be now off until September and then I'll be on maternity. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think they should have abandoned it till September anyway because the amount of time between now and breaking up, unless they cancel the summer holidays and they say, you've had enough time off, you will now go to school. By the way, in this bubbling, are they doing it alphabetically? I mean, what happens when they reach bubble T? <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with the summer holidays, <laughs> they can't cancel that because we have to remember a lot of children never actually stopped going to school, so no there's one. a lot of teachers that have still worked. No. But um, I was going to say, following on from that, just jump in there. Um, I was talking to somebody, and they said that the, the school they went to there was there was five teachers and the deputy head and the caretaker, and there was only two kids turned up. Yeah, <laughs> so well, I've, I've heard I've, this. Yeah, I've heard of other schools like uh, this. So it's obviously people aren't sending them, and I mean. The trouble is, most people seem to think that because of coronavirus, the law and order has gone out the window. But there is a statutory law that you have to send your children to school. Yeah. If you don't, you're breaking the law. So, yeah. I mean, somewhere along the line, somebody's we're being too softy, softy. And I know we we because of the way we we are in this country, people won't put up with being told what to do all the time. But sooner or later, this is all going to break down, and sooner or later, they're going to say, right, you will send them back to school. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they've hinted at that at September. Yeah, I've read in the news that they kind of have hinted that from September, if your children aren't in school, they'll go back to. 
they're always ways of where you've got a letter and a fine yeah. and yeah. things. Yeah. I think they have to because you can't afford to waste education. You know, we're, we're not that well up the, the, the scale with, with um, educational achievement as other countries and we're not making good use of those people who are educated. I mean, all these university students without jobs mm-hmm. and, of course, unemployment's going to increase. We've got to start thinking, right, we've got to make as much use of these people to get ourselves ahead, especially if we're now, you know, going it alone, as they say. Yeah. But any thoughts on it yourself, Ross? Um, no, I think, um, like you said, the questionnaire, I think the mental health thing is quite a... I do feel sorry for those parents that that there'll be single parents mm. yeah. that are really struggling. I think they've got to think this thing through. It's not been thought out properly. No, and, and the school won't have... There's no... You can't get in touch with the teacher and have a chat. Well, well to be honest, mental well, health, you wouldn't. Um, but it's, no, you can't. I mean, that's that's that's. We, we do have... Yeah, I mean, f- the school that my children go to, the teachers have been emailing the children every week. And there is... Um, they had Zoom meetings or... No, there's been nothing like that, but there is a telephone number for a member of the staff there who deals with, I can't think what her job title will be, but she's not a teacher. She almost deals with attendance, mm-hmm. home issues and things like that. So if anybody did have a problem... Yeah, you she's can. She's not <laughs> But you can ring her and speak to her. And I do know of a mum at school who, you know, she's on her own. She yeah. really needs her children to go back to school. And that's, you know... <laughs> But she's been really brave in saying that because because it's like there'll be so many people that feel like that. I definitely do not have the patience that I had in March because I've just got that much to do and I feel like the children, you know, they're great. I I can't knock mine that much, but Mm -hmm. some days I'm just like, I need you to just go in that room and play because I need to do this. Well, that is the problem. It creates tensions. Perhaps the other problem is that we've got into this situation like office blocks where there are too many in one building. Perhaps they need to stay right. We're going to have to get smaller buildings, use smaller buildings, even if they have to rent them, and have smaller numbers in different buildings of schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, it used to in the old days. I mean, this business of where you conglomerate like the damn thing they built up on the um, <clears throat> up the top there of uh, near the fire station. I mean, it's a huge, great building, and it's great before this started, but now it's virtually useless. <laughs> you need smaller buildings. If we have to go to that, then we have to go to that. There's been no real thinking out of the box on any of this. It's all, oh, well, they have to come back to the same school and we'll sit these people out. Hang on a minute. Right. You know, government, here's some money, get some smaller buildings, rent them, whatever they are, set them up, use them as smaller classrooms. They should have then told the television station, especially the BBC, you will now start sending out educational programmes certain times of the day. They used to do the Open University on BBC Two like this and you used to watch them and they used to do your bits and pieces with them. And they there can do that things, because they must do. No, no, I've got to make it more formal, got to make it yeah, more Yeah, they're not formal, be. but there are things on um, YouTube, like BBC no, Bite no, Size. No, no, I'm not talking about like that. that. I'm talking about television. Rather than the, the cartoons. The rubbish they put out on BBC television during the day, they mm. could have easily switched it to saying, right, there will yeah. be course, yeah. two sets of educational programmes, the children will watch it, and then they will obviously... Bite Size used to do that, though, didn't they? They did. Yeah, but it's, I mean, we, we've been watching it on... Um, there's a really, really funny one. It's part of BBC. Um, my husband, as you know, is a builder, so he was mm. really offended by it. Wasn't because Bob, was it? No, there's like a... <laughs> There's a character, the there's, there's maybe four different people that they, they film in this little town and you've got Multiplication Boy mm-hmm. and Divider Girl. So you can call on them for when you need help. And the builder, who's called Dave, 
I was building this wall. <laughs> Honestly, it, it was so funny because David was like, I'm raging at this. This is really offensive to me. <laughs> because Dave didn't uh, know that he needed five bricks. So he was ordering one brick at a time from like Travis Perkins, if you like. And then he's going, no, you know, oh, like, I need, I've run out of bricks. You know, she's yeah, and Dave's like, so no, we, funny. we know how many bricks, bricks we need before we start. Yeah. <laughs> Or you order well, a few didn't. more. So Builder Dave had to call up on Multiplication Boy. <laughs> Jesus. And he came and he worked out that Dave needed five more bricks to finish the wall. Uh, I mean, that's okay, but <laughs> for kids and little ones, and fine, you might want to do it that way. But they should have programmes there for older people, not cartoons, but proper I, lessons. I mean, when I did the Open, open University... <laughs> You only saw your your lecturer or whoever was assigned to you once every so often. You wrote your thing out. You did it at home. Mm-hmm. And a set time you need a lot of self-discipline for that, though, Nick. Not everybody well, has no, that. No, the point is, no, yeah, if you were doing Open University, that's true. But at a set time on BBC Two, uh, like a Saturday morning or something like that, there were programmes at Open University that you watched and that was part of your uh, course and then you made your notes on it and then you sent that off to your tutor. There's no reason why they can't do that with the television at the moment instead of the rubbish they're pumping out. They could, and the parents, it is a parent's responsibility for educating their children. It's not the states. And they should say, right, you will sit down at nine o'clock and you will listen to these programs. You will write your pieces out. Yes, it is discipline if you're older, self-discipline. To a certain extent, when you're younger, self-discipline. There's lots of kids who do it without having to be told. But the parents should be saying, you will listen to it. You will do as you're told. You will be disciplined. Mm -hmm. And then they listen to it, they fill in. I know, but we've said before. I mean, in Australia, they used to use radio because of the distances involved. They used to do radio school and they didn't traipse all the way to school. But we've said before in episodes previous that parents, I'm not defending it or anything, but they'll say they just can't discipline these children because yes, they the can. children you are can so always, No, rubbish. They are allowed to be unruly. You can always discipline. Kids aren't any different to when I was a kid or when you were a kid, mm-hmm. and you were disciplined by your parents. Yeah. Whatever they did, you were disciplined. I, well, I agree with you, but I'm saying that is the Well, they're going to have to start argument. learning to discipline again. That's a, that's a rubbish <laughs> argument. I'm Before sorry. we finish, I'll just tell you I one know, more little tale about Dave. Yeah. So another episode with Multiplication and Divider Girl, Dave ends up with all these kittens. <laughs> so Dave's partner comes in and the says, kittens. what are we going to do with all these kittens? And he says, it's all right. Sally's going to take them. Sally's another character that lives in yeah. the town. So he rings her. <laughs> and Sally says, oh, no, Dave. I thought you said mittens. No. So he no. has to then call on Divider Girl, who will divide up the kittens equally into boxes for rehoming. Absolutely fantastic are you, are you sure you're not learning these programs <laughs> and the kids are, what's this rubbish, Mum? I would I highly recommend it. it on YouTube. Uh, the, uh, I was going to say, and I bet Dave was watching it and saying, nah, he ain't doing that bricking right. He needs to go with the cement oh, Dave, he, was, he, was, he said, I'm really offended by this. <laughs> right. Yeah, go on, Nick. Right. Okay, well, now we come to the famous Cygnus quiz questions, and today they're really diabolical. <laughs> yes, my captain, we are going to need uh, help. 
Well, considering last week we got zero, not zero, zero. But, but our listeners so did you were really a terrible well. quiz master. No, our listeners did really well. <laughs> did they? This yeah. is more for listeners than us here. So. Right. Okay, people listening. Okay. So we're ready with question one. There are only eight this year, so, uh, this day, I mean. This year? After this one, it who's might gone be. first? Right. Okay. Chelsea, we'll give you the first question. And if you don't know the answer, pass it over. Okay. Or should I start with Ross? I think we'll start with Ross because okay. he's done the least. Yeah. Okay, we'll move the other way. You've got one right yet. You should be able to get this one. Right. I don't know if it's easy, send it back. Uh, uh, It might not be for you. All right. Uh, Right. right. These are these four questions on films. Right. In the film 2001, A Space Odyssey, what was the name of the ship's computer? Please tell me it was Hal. All right, if you please tell you, it was Hal. Oh, thank God. Good, good job I watched that I last night. I don't know if I've watched a space movie in my life. Space Jam. Space Jam. That's it's, not a sp- <laughs> it's not a space movie, is oh, it? Yeah, well, I watched well, it, it is, that long but... ago. I can't really remember. Uh, right, Chelsea. In the film, Jack Reacher, who played Jack Reacher? I think I know this. I don't think I've seen it, but I think I know this. Um, I will go for... Think of a short fella. <laughs> um, American. Mission Impossible. Or Tom Cruise. Yes, well done. But I got clues there. Did you? I don't think you should give me clues. Short. Was that the clue? That was the clue. (laughs) No, well, and Mission Impossible. Oh, right. Okay, then. Anyway. Ross. Yeah. No more clues. Right, that's it. One each, then. That's it. It's it's, it's cold cold (laughs) questions now. Right. I didn't want you to feel disappointed, you see. Okay. Right. In the Harry Potter, (sighs) what object must the seeker catch to win the game of Quidditch? Oh, that little gold thing with wings. Oh. Um, Do you want to answer or pass? Can I Google? Do you wish to pass? Yeah, if Chelsea knows Chelsea. it. No, I, 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 um, the... Jesus. I know, and I know it because I watch Harry Potter. Right, do you want... No, no. just let us have a minute. Well, then. <laughs> don't, don't take too long, we're on a time. <laughs> oh. So you have the bludger. What the hell is it? I don't oh, know what the... the snitch. Golden snitch. Well done. See, I just ah. need a minute to get myself in. Right, right. the snitch. Mm. Right, Chelsea. In the James Bond series, who played Bond in Goldeneye? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to have to say Daniel Craig. What? Uh, well, because the only one that I can think of, I'll pass it over to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you have a go. Goldeneye. Was it Piers Brosnan? Well done. Oh, well done. That was a clever guess. Right. Get off Google, Ross. Oh, I'm Google. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can see. Get off Google. Uh, right. This, these last four are on book. So that was, who was that? That was your question, wasn't yes, it? So so now Ross. Yeah, yeah. Two, two. Right. Ross, who wrote the book I, Robot? Oh, God. I'm not a book reader. 
It was also made into a film. I know, yeah, I've well, seen the film. And I think I've... I know who starred in the film. Oh, yeah, I know, I know who starred yeah. in the film, but shall I pass it? Uh, what, wait, no, because it's not part of the film. <laughs> it's the author. <laughs> so both of us don't have a clue. No. No, we don't have a clue. What, what the answer? Yeah, go on. Isaac Asmanoff. I wouldn't have had a clue. Oh, I don't know him. <laughs> right, Chelsea. What world did Ter- Terry Pratchett create in his books? War of the Worlds. Oh. That's actually Wales now. Ah. I only, do you know why I only know that? Because my auntie used to live in Walking. Okay. That's one reason That's I knew where that the book. landed. What do you... What's a name for something you put into a computer? Or used to? Floppy disk. What's the last bit? The last word? Hey. The last word. Disk. Hey. No. Was it was Discworld, wasn't it? It was, but that would have been your answer. She. Oh, uh, no, I was trying to tell you what the answer was. As if I could it was Discworld. Discworld. Disc yeah. yeah don't right. Know, right. So we're not getting that. That's flat, by the way. You could have had that point though. Nah. Right. Okay. You didn't Chelsea. pass. Who was that? Who, that was your. So this is Ross's this last is, question. Yeah. You're confusing now. the issue. No, third. <laughs> two, two. Right. Third question. No, your fourth. Is this my fourth? Yeah. This is the Tab third flies. question on the second. So no. this is the third question on the second group. Oh. Yeah. Of books. Okay, Ross. What was the name of the vicar in the series of books, The Grandchester Mysteries? Jesus. Oh, how appropriate. I've, <laughs> I just said. I, <laughs> I don't... I don't read, isn't that terrible? I don't read books. Well, what do you? So, uh, <laughs> manuals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Shall I pass? Or are you stumped at this? Um, yeah, I definitely am. No. So no. what was the name of the book again? The Grand, the Grand- Chest- Grandchester Mysteries. It was made in a television series. Yeah, I was going to say, my mum watched that. Um, oh, she's not here, sorry. I know. What a shame you can't do phone a friend. Oh, God, it's phone a friend. No, I don't know. Sorry. Sydney Chambers. Right. Right. Forget last question to minutes. Chelsea. So, so that was your fourth question. This is my fourth yeah. question yes. now. Who was the main character in the book The Da Vinci Code? Oh, God, I haven't even seen the movie. I know, and everyone says it's really good, but I haven't seen it. I've seen the movie, but I wouldn't... I can't remember the name. Um, I know who starred in the movie as the main character. Oh, I know that, but... Can I say that name? No, I don't <laughs> count. Um, would it help me? You said it. I haven't, no, I haven't seen the movie or no, read the book. So well, I wouldn't know the character. I presume we're talking about Tom Hanks. Yeah. But what was his character's, name? His character's name? I have no idea. Oh, never mind. Robert Langdon. Ah. <sighs> No, I haven't And he seen was in it. three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, them. So, so I think two, the tally two. there was 2-2. Two, two. It is 2-2, two, two, yeah. Well, well done. done. A draw. I hope people at home were listening and hope they got similar. Uh, yeah, hopefully got they got better. those right better than last week. <laughs> no, hang on a minute. I had good feedback from my quiz. Well, uh, we'll see what we get from mine. Probably a load of rubbish. <laughs> so yeah. next week it'll be Ross. <laughs> back to me. Right. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> well, okay. So on to the next question, pollution. People have been saying, I think it was Chelsea that brought up the fact that the lakes were becoming inundated with rubbish from people coming up here and leaving it behind, I think. Well, it wasn't even just necessarily coming up from here. A lot of it was probably local people, but um, lots of people have volunteered 
to tidy things up. I mean, Estelle in particular, it's just heartbreaking. There was a, a little field mouse that got stuck in a bottle, empty bottle of Corona. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get back out. So thankfully, one of the volunteers managed to get it out and it's off, mm. happy again. Um, there was empty bags of drugs found. People had left barbecues, underwear, chairs, you know, obviously empty food, empty glass bottles, plastic bottles. And I just think that is so foreign to me. Like, why would you, it wouldn't even cross my mind. And a friend of mine actually said she was in Cleetamura and she'd stopped at the little supermarket Mm -hmm. and she said somebody finished a can in a car and then threw it out out the the car window. They were parked up. Yeah. And I just think like... When was when did that start to be okay? And uh, sorry, yeah, you've obviously gone to Estelle or wherever you've gone because you appreciate it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So don't leave so it what, like yeah. an absolute tip. Because we've become a lazy, slovenly nation. People don't care anymore. I, it really, really upset me. And I mean, obviously, a lot of people were really angry about it. But I just felt so disappointed. It wasn't anger. And I just thought I'd be so ashamed that if my children or my family or my friends were a part of that... Mm-hmm. Pure disappointment for me. They've let themselves down. Yeah. Well, I think in the park, they should start recruiting proper park rangers like I have in America and basically saying if they see people doing that, then they say, right, you will pick up your rubbish and you will, or you will pay a fine. Paying a fine is a waste of time anyway because most people don't bother. You will pick up that rubbish and take it away with you and, and make them pick it up. No, uh, and think I, it's, it's no good keep asking for volunteers. Because volunteers get fed up in the end. You, as good a job as they do, volunteers aren't the answer. You, we're not a charity, you know, we're not a nation who depends on volunteers and charity mm-hmm. and other things like that to that extent. It's become more and more dependent on it and we're almost ending up like a third world nation. And, and I think it's all wrong. I mean, but it's not hard to keep a bag in the car or... No, but people are lazy. But you carried it all up there, so carry it all back. It'll be lighter. You've eaten and drank it all. In the bag that you probably brought it in. And um, another friend of mine who lives on the outskirts of Whitehaven, McDonald's opened this week. Mm. Oh, that's... And she said she can't believe, like, within just one day of it reopening, the McDonald's rubbish on her road. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. So it's just... Again, I can't relate to it. It's not something I've ever, ever done. Um... Well, if I had my way, I'd shut down all takeaways because I lived without them when I was young and so oh, did other people. I couldn't, I couldn't yes, you back could. you up there, Nick. I can. Sorry. I, I have no Ross. need of takeaways. No, I don't. Not during the day. No, do you, you like don't. a takeaway? Yeah. How many takeaways do you get a week? Oh, I wouldn't, not every week. I did oh, have one really? last night. Oh, we get at least one a week. Do you? Mm, yeah. We love a takeout. No, when was the last time Nick had one? That's an American term, takeout. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so American. They call them American. What, take out? What's the British term? Oh, takeaway. Takeaway, but in America, they call it a takeout. When was the last time you got a takeaway then, Nick? Last time? Uh, well, before the start of the COVID. We just don't. It's no. Do you not? And what would you get if you were going to get a takeaway? I'd probably get a, a either a Chinese or an Indian and bring it up. We have, have, have had, a late night podcast and get yeah. Nick a takeaway. But we have had um, like McDonald's and that in the past. But it, it's not something I would be wanting to, oh, oh God, I miss it, I must go and have one. It, to me, that's an addiction and an obsession that, that is ridiculous. I mean, mm. people queuing up for an hour just to yeah, get... Yeah, like, I'm not going to do that. The, but so many people do, and it's becoming stupid. I mean, you don't need to do that. You, 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 you can... 
perfectly well live without it. You can even make better burgers at home than they But do you not think a little element of it is probably because they haven't got anything else to do, so they're like, come on, should we go on McDonald's? No, I'm sorry, that shows boredom and, again, laziness. <laughs> they, there is a hundred and one things they, they can do. There's thousands of hobbies, there's thousands of interests, there's walks, there's... I agree with Nick on that. And, and Look, there's I lots of things you would you would <laughs> You would say, I'm going to McDonald's because... I'm going either to that, eat. Yeah, yeah you don't that. go, I'm going to McDonald's because I'm bored. Let's go McDonald's. I'm yeah, bored. Let's go McDonald's. I think that, but that's, that's what I mean in life. I just mean right now. I mean, they can't sit in. So it's <laughs> not no, like they can know, go. But it's, it's not like, I can understand some people, you know, you go and sit and have a cup of coffee and a piece yeah. of cake. And I can understand some people going, well, we'll go and sit in McDonald's. You can't. Well, there's a lot you know of people queued for McDonald's. Yeah, they go yeah, and queue and then they go and sit in their cars in the car park. Yeah. And then throw it out. Yeah, and then throw it out. Yeah. And that's, I would ban all takeaways opening during the day. If they want it, it opens only in the evening. There's nothing wrong with that because... McDonald's isn't a takeaway. One it's of a the, restaurant. Well, yeah, <laughs> it is actually, it is. It is a restaurant. It is a restaurant. But, so they could open. Um, but one of the things is that one of the reasons why we become obese in this country is because people can just walk into all these takeaways at any time of the day and, and eat. At one time you didn't. You, mm. you either had your meals during the day, you had your lunch, you could go out and buy some sandwiches or you could go out and get stuff like that but you always took it back to where you were having it so you didn't litter the roads and the point is that you don't really need it most of this food has got stuff in it you shouldn't be eating anyway it's convenience isn't it? that's and that's the trouble likes. we've become too lazy yeah but isn't that no difference what, now, what did you, you get more? last night did you have it here no, I, I took it home. I just got pizza. Okay. See, Easy. I'm not we don't a pizza have, we've not got a lot of variety around here. We don't need it. I thought there was loads in Cleeton, Oh, yeah. Do you know, was. I've just said that. It's a whole street. A whole street of it. What I mean by variety is if you think of that section of the street, the hill, yeah. they're all the same. The they takeaways are. do exactly the same. same. It's not like, well, there is a, there's an Indian on there, isn't there? I yeah. thought there was a couple of Chineses. Yeah, but no. the thing is, I, I order on the, on, oh, oh, I, so I was going to say an app so name there. Yeah, better be quiet. So I order on an app, and obviously mm. there's not a lot of variety on the app. No. <clears throat> so. But it's, it's laziness, basically. Yeah. It should be cooking. I mean, it's not, it, fast food is not good for you anyway, and that's why we have an obesity problem, because they're taking chemicals that they shouldn't. People should be learning to cook at home. And this coronavirus has taught us this one thing. I'm, I'm going to call Stop time. Whoa, so people are going to have to wait till next week what, to yes. see what coronavirus has taught us. <laughs> I'm, o- I'm only thinking because... No, that's fair enough. No, I'm, I'm just checking the clock. The yeah. um, we will talk But there's another topic. Week. We can bring that on next week. Yeah, I was going to say something there when Nick okay. was talking about the, obes- the yeah. obesity thing and the takeaways, but doesn't the, it also applies to the supermarkets. Like you're saying, it's become too easy yes. and lazy yeah. to just go in and get whatever we want. Yeah, pre-packed. So, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't appreciate, like, I wouldn't buy a ready-made spaghetti bolognese from You'd be surprised how many people do <laughs> Because it just wouldn't appeal to me, but I do like to get a kebab, chicken kebab. But I've noticed if you go on them lately, that's beginning to be all that's there. What, ready-made bolognese? Mm, no, not ready-made, ready-made stuff, not... <laughs> 
So our packaged <laughs> food process. So our final right. five minutes. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, uh, Ross, Nick, Ross, space Ross, you're race. going on to space race uh, from Ross. Oh, am I giving our little? Uh, I'll, I'll, little I'll, I'll keep this. Keep this short, shall I? Yeah. Um, was that SpaceX? What was it? Dragon Dragon Two? Yeah. I love how you direct these. Dragon Two. Because Chelsea should be watching this and should yeah. should learn. I know. Um, I should. I did mean to, and uh, my friends did. But I you're was going to have to if you're some so keen on astronomy. You're going to have to start learning. Yeah. That. I know. Well, yeah. So it successfully launched. There was <laughs> yeah. no. Don't think there was any hiccups. No. Nope. Um. It. The bottom of the rocket relanded. Perfectly. Relanded. Is that the word? Touchdown. Touchdown. Yeah. I will have a little look at this online. And uh, they successfully docked. Brilliant. They said they had a nice flight. Yep. And they're up there for six months now, so yep. I think SpaceX will be on the way to, to Mars next. Yeah, that's what he's pushing for. Yeah, they'll and, have a team planning that. And the, uh, the the space races, if you like, on again. It's nine years since they launched from America. Everybody's very excited about it, and it's all worked perfectly well. So, yeah. Is there going to be footage of them during this six months? Yeah. Oh, there is, you can yeah, go so onto YouTube and, and get footage of the space station. And yeah. I, I think that the, the major television channel should also be putting it out because that's what helps keep people watching television. Yeah. Not everybody wants to watch a thing on a little screen. Yeah. Um, Do you so think yeah. they maybe will in America? I think America, oh, will in America are more keen than yeah. us. Yeah, but we should because we've got British astronauts and and we're still and we're looking to get into the space race. We're pumping fifty million into space research and the launch vehicles. So yeah, mm-hmm. we, we should be just as much interested in yeah. it. You know, we're, we're getting too parochial. We're going to have to start thinking out there. We've got to get the industries going to get us out there doing things. No, well, I am thinking more out there because I am listening out. And I, I did hear something on the radio this week about the, the trying to make a robot that can think for himself and do everything for himself. And he, he unplugged himself. I, um, <laughs> I, oh, I don't blame him. <laughs> I am already here. Uh, yeah, I plugged himself now. So apparently we don't need to worry. Oh, the robots sad. will not no. take over in 2020. That's... Oh. That's... That's... I don't want to talk about it more because that is sad. Are you all right? What would have happened if that was a human? That's like saying there's no point in living. Well, it's probably right. <laughs> Suicidal robot. Well, oh, Nick, put us on to a nicer topic. <laughs> well, put us on to people losing their jobs because of AI. <laughs> Right. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, in a world uh, by, tem- in, by the pandemic, we need robots, and they're saying that um, uh, they've already um, uh, ro- over the next decade or so, robots are set to become an everyday part of our world. Um, in the short term, um, they're making uh, cleaning and disinfecting robots, and um, we've already seen that advertised in the Whitehaven News, where they've mm. made the robot for disinfecting a room. We spoke about it last week. Um, and they say that when the robots do things in the pandemic that humans can't, namely prevent a deadly infection by viruses, um, the advantage now lies with the robots. So they really are rising. Now, to add to that, back in the 10th of May 2019, it says robots are set to take jobs of up to a million workers in UK. And back then, everybody's like, oh, a load of old rubbish, it ain't going to happen. They say, it's very few. It's not, this is all uh, hype. So, here we are on May the 31st, 2020. Dozens of journalists have been replaced by robots after Microsoft began using artificial intelligence software to edit its website. Staff who maintain home pages on Microsoft's MSN website and its Edge browser have been told they will no longer be required. 
because the robots can now do their jobs. 27 employees at PA Media were told they will lose their jobs. One journalist said, I spend all my time reading about how automation and AI is going to take all our jobs, and here I am, AI has taken my job. (laughs) And it's only 2020. Only 2020. The employee said the move was risky as human staff were trained to adhere to strict editorial guidelines that meant inappropriate content never reached the site. But taking that apart, it's just the start. And and that's already proved that they are starting to replace people. And as things move on and as as they find it more and more difficult with this coronavirus to uh, keep employees, robots will start replacing them. And and once one company starts, others follow because they see they have an edge. After all, you don't have to pay 27 salaries because you've got 27 machines to do it. So um, basically, or one machine even. So other companies will say, hang on a minute, they're saving money. We need to do the same to keep yeah. up with them. So it, it, it it's just where, start. where yeah. they'll go next. It's where they'll go next. Yeah. Well, we've already got the robot disinfectant. Well, that we, we know that it's men. not going to be an AI robot because it's going to unplug itself. So yeah. thanks for that, Chelsea. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> We wish. <laughs> right. I'll invent another robot to plug him back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the factory line would all go, no, I don't like this yeah, job. No, and plug ourselves. Out, yeah. And the, the, uh, the supervisor robot yeah, will have to go and plug them all back in. <laughs> uh, right. Well, thanks, everybody. That brings to a close another exciting <laughs> episode 12. Oh, I just want to say thank you both for my birthday presents and thank That's you to right. everybody else for yep. my birthday wishes. We had a lovely time. Good. Good, good. Yeah. I'm thank glad you. you did. So well you're not, we'll, uh, you'll have to tell us when the baby shower is. Yeah. I will. That'll yeah. be next. That'll be the next Next thing. present, yeah. Yep, next baby shower. <laughs> right. Right. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. Thank you. And we'll hope to see you all, or at least hear you all next week. Next week. Next week.